Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm talking about how I change my food relationship. And here's a hint, it's an Ayurvedic-based approach. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. So today's podcast is the Peaceful Power Practices series number three. So we are on to that third um, practice in my kind of I would say I think there's eight practices and it's always growing. They're kind of the habits that I've helped instill into my life. And now I'm teaching them to my clients, um, my family. And it's really transformed quite a few lives now because this one I think is one of the key ones is just kind of this food relationship. So I'm going to chat a little bit about it today and just show you some of the ways that you can transform your relationship with food. And this has been the biggest game changer out of any of my habits um, that I can really think of and that's really stuck with me this past year now that I've really been deep diving into Ayurveda. So I'm going to start with my journey though and I'm going to take you back to when I was in high school because that's really where that transformation, um, you know, started just so you can kind of get a glimpse into what I was like in high school and my relationship with food and how it's evolved through the years. So basically when I was in high school, um, I just had this perception that I was always bigger than the other girls in my class, you know, and I'm 5'10", and so were all the other girls, so it wasn't height-wise necessarily, but I just thought I just was bigger. And, um, you know, looking back at pictures, that really, it wasn't it wasn't the truth. You know, I lifted weight, so I did have muscle, but it's not, it wasn't anything crazy. So those are already, you know, when you're 16, 17, you already have misconceptions about your body. And so that was just something I kind of threw on top of it is probably having a little bit more muscle than other girls in my class. That kind of was um, intimidating to me in the fact that I looked maybe a little bit different. Um, Now, we also had tall guys in our class. So don't think because we're 5'10", we had guys that were all shorter. We actually had guys that, um, you know, like my brothers are like 6'8". So we came from a very tall, small town area. So, um, that wasn't really an issue. It was just more just feeling bigger. Um, so that was when I decided I needed to change my relationship with food. Not in a good way, though. I would actually pack little baggies, Ziploc baggies of crackers, cookies, or Teddy Grahams, whatever I had for a snack. I would count out the serving size, put it into a Ziploc bag, and then put it into my room. And I would only allow myself to have one Ziploc bag as a snack. So I'd either bring it with me to school if I needed that, or I would just have it in my room to, as a snack you know, on the weekend or something. So that was my first kind of um, glimpse into restricting my food. Now, along with that, when I would actually go to school to eat my lunch, that wasn't great because most school lunches, you know, most high school girls are not enthralled with what our school lunches are being provided. And they weren't necessarily healthy. And they also weren't very good tasting, to be honest. Uh, I remember taking the top of the cheese off the pizza and having Oreos. Like that was our Friday lunch. Typically it was pizza and that was all I would have. And then I played sports. And so I'm going into practices. We don't usually have time to eat before we go into practice. It's school's done. Let's go into practice right after. So we're going into these practices really not fueling our bodies. And then to start my day, I typically had a Pop-Tart um, on my drive into school. So my school was 20 miles away. And so, you know, 20 miles, 20 minutes when you live in the country. And um, I would have my Pop-Tart on my way to go lift weights to start my day. So I'm really starting the day from a calorie deficit and um, just not a good perception of, you know, what's really going on. 
Now, in the evenings, I would come home, obviously, from practices, just famished. And my mom always made home-cooked meals because when you live in a town of 500 people, there's not a lot of options. You know, we didn't have fast food restaurants. So that was something I never got in the habit of doing, which I'm very grateful. Um, I never did. Well, we never really did takeout. We occasionally would call. We called it Uptown because I lived on a farm. We'd call Uptown to, you know, get a pizza uh, maybe a couple times a month. And that was kind of the big thing is if we got pizza. So that wasn't really the issue. It was just more or less knowing what to fuel my body with. And I remember my mom always said, you know, talking with her now, she's like, I did my best. I would always try to get veggies at every meal. But when you live 30 miles away from the nearest grocery store, we mostly had a lot of canned veggies. You know, we didn't have that option to have fresh fruit and veggies all the time just because it would spoil. Um, And my mom just wasn't going to drive 30 miles, you know, every couple days to get some fresh food. But thankfully in the summer, we we did have a garden and my grandma had a huge garden. And so we'd always have lots of fresh fruits and veggies, you know, come, you know, fall, late summertime. And so after my high school days, I was really, you know, going into college and I just remember thinking, okay, well, how am I going to eat? I didn't know any better. So I was thinking, great, well, let me just continue eating the way I did. Now, the way I did was, you know, snacking. And so I had my cupboard full of like processed snack junk food. I had crackers. I had cookies. I had blow pop suckers. My roommate had no food, mind you. So she's looking at me like, wow, you have a stockpile of all this food. And, um, you know, I remember coming home from college and having my first ever cavity. And that was when I first realized, okay, all of this stuff that I'm eating and having these suckers, this is not this is not healthy. Something has to change. So by the time I was a senior in college, I was living alone um, and I lived in a small little apartment right by campus. And so I would walk into campus and I would cook whatever I wanted to. So in a nice, clean kitchen. So when I had roommates, you're always kind of at a deficit in terms of who gets to use what and it's not always clean. And so I really started to explore using cookbooks and cooking meals, you know, just like my mom used to do. Uh, which was better than a diet with processed foods, but not quite the delicious vegetable dishes I would have preferred. But that's where I started. So growing up in the country, we did a lot of casseroles, hot dishes. And so that's what I made for myself, which when you live alone, you have a lot of excess and I didn't really need that much food. But that's all I knew, you know, how to eat and how to cook. So that was what I started with in college. Now, after college, uh, when I got my first really, my first real like big girl job, you know, I really stuck to plain chicken, brown rice and broccoli. That was it. Like that was my go to meals because that's what I was reading in Oxygen magazine, that that's what the competitors were eating. And so I was like, okay, I had just became a personal trainer. And so I really wanted to embody these health goals that these fitness women that I'm looking up to are eating. So I didn't ever even knew how to season chicken or season your brown rice, broccoli, nothing. So I literally had the most bland meals ever, pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, and I didn't get introduced to seasoning until my husband, my now husband, at the time when I was dating him, one of his friends had said, this is what you're eating. And I was like, yes. And he's like, you don't know how to season? And so he actually taught me how to season meat. Otherwise, I said, no, I just assumed you just throw it on the grill and seasoning, you know, was bad for you. And so that was kind of a whole 
you know, evolution, I guess. And that really has been evolving this last few years, introducing to Ayurveda, because they really are about seasoning and spices. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that um, later. But continuing on my journey, like fast forward to 2015, so just a few years ago, I decided to take a healthy habits course with my yoga mentor, Rachel. So I was introduced to Ayurveda food techniques, such as eating before 6 p.m. And as a trainer who worked usually until 8 p.m. most nights back in 2015, I would come home and I would eat afterwards, which was something I didn't see as possible. So I didn't see that I was going to be able to get done eating by 6 p.m. and then, you know, go out and train people. It was just not not happening. So I gave pretty much every excuse as to why this was not going to happen. And I went through her course and I just... um I I soaked it all in, but I really didn't put it into practice. You know, it's one of those things where you might hear it many times before it really sinks in. And uh, that was something I did. And I was also pregnant at the time. So I just felt like I needed to eat more and you're supposed to have more calories. And so I really just didn't have that motivation to make those changes. But then after the birth of my son in February of 2016, I joined a nine-month Ayurveda course. So that's where I really have been deep diving into how I can incorporate it into my life in a better manner. So I have found that I feel so much better now than I've ever felt before. And a lot of it is just simple tweaks to my approach on food and paying attention to what I eat and not just shoving food into my face between meetings or feeding my son. So I'm going to kind of go through some of those strategies and these main things that have really changed my approach. Uh, The first one is eating mostly plant-based meals. So I've gotten rid of having like the chicken, brown rice, and broccoli thing. And I gave that up quite a few years ago now because I just, it was bland and not the most exciting thing to eat. But I really have eliminated a lot of the meat. I eat meat when I feel like I need some, but it's not something that's even in my daily diet anymore. Um, I used to have, I used to plan, you know, most meals around my protein. So I would have something, you know, a meat of some sort. So now it's really around what vegetables I'm having. So like um, I have broccoli, I just made broccoli um, rice tonight. So it's kind of like broccoli, they have cauliflower rice, broccoli rice, Uh, I have stir fry veggies that I'll cook up and I'll put an egg into it and, um, you know, season that up. I will have, I have some frozen veggie burgers that I will just heat up if I need to in a pinch. So I just have some kind of go-to options and then soups in the winter were my go-to. So this past winter I had soups pretty much every night and I never got sick of them. And I found now with the change of season and with the, you know, it's lighter out later that has been an adjustment for me because obviously in the, in, the, in the hot summer, you're not wanting soup. So that's something I have not craved. But I'm also trying to adjust to make sure I'm eating, you know, still around the 5 p.m. time slot so I don't lose that habit. Because uh, I found that it is a little bit more challenging. My son still goes to bed fairly early. He's usually in bed by 7. And so I want to make sure that he's eaten at least a few hours before his bedtime so he can digest some food before he's just laying down for the night. So that's kind of my motivation to keep on track with that for myself. Um, but I will say it is a little bit harder and more challenging in the summer. Now, the next one is early lighter dinners. And so I just talked about that a little bit in this last one with the mostly plant-based meals. But the early lighter is 
Again, something light, something easy. Salads are great in the summer. Um, and then again, trying to stick to that routine of that 5, 6 p.m. time slot. Ideally, you're eating before 7. Um, if you're right now currently eating at 9 p.m., take it back to 8.30 and just slowly work it back until you get to around 7 and then just go from there. So I did not start at 5 p.m. when I made that transition this past winter. I started at 7 and I actually pushed mine back by a half hour until I found that 5 o'clock was the perfect time for me. Um, sometimes it would be 4.30, but I found that to be a little bit too early for me. So 5 seemed to be the kind of that sweet time spot. Um, and then I know, okay, if I'm going to eat at 5, I, at 4.30, I got to start planning things or planning what I'm having. Typically, I already know what I'm going to have, but start prepping it and getting it made. Um, and then for me, 5.30 is kind of the latest I want to be eating. So that way, if I know, okay, if I came into the house a little late, you know, from playing outside with my son. If I get dinner started at five, we're still good because most of the meal prep is really half an hour. I try to keep it minimal. I'm not trying to cook in the kitchen for an hour to make an extravagant meal for my son who will probably throw half it on the floor anyway. So, or feed the dog with it. So that's kind of something to think about as well is just how can you make it as easy as possible for yourself um, if you're starting these new habits. And then the next one for my nutrition, eating in season. Now, I really did not pay attention to when produce was in season before. And I would go to, typically, I went to the Super Target and I would get my groceries and my produce there. And once I discovered the difference between fresh produce and when it's in season, I cannot even tell you the difference it has made in just the taste and how much more I will crave something that is actually fresh and in season. So I've switched kind of that, um, you know, super target buying my produce there to make it, I go to Whole Foods now. You know, I'm kind of unapologetic about it and um, it just tastes better. Once you go there and you get the fresh produce, you realize how much better it tastes and you can pay attention because Whole Foods does a good job of keeping things in season. So I really paid attention this past, since last fall, paying attention to what they have in stock because typically that's what's growing at that time of the year. So that has helped as well. So I'm not getting stuff that is imported. Um, typically, it's going to be imported from Mexico. And so you're kind of paying attention, okay, is this imported? Um, and how long has this traveled? I live in Minnesota, so I'm paying attention to even the seafood I eat. I'm really a lot more picky about, I would always get like frozen salmon, and I'm a lot more picky about that now as well. I rarely get fish just because it doesn't taste as well here because we're in the middle of the country. So, um, and I did get some seafood poisoning from a restaurant probably about a year ago. Also has turned me off and um, just the stuff I've learned. I'm just like, okay, you know, maybe that's something I'll hold off on to. Plus the meat, if I really want meat, my brother's a farmer um, and he has cows, so I can get it fresh from the source, like grass-fed good beef. And so I really switched my approach to knowing where I'm getting my meat from as well. Then the next step that I've really changed my um, approach to food is just paying attention to how I feel after I eat. So a lot of the times I would feel like there were times where I am just in so much pain and um, 
or I was bloating or gassy and all of that stuff. Um, And you really aren't supposed to be that way. But we are so conditioned in the Western world to think that, hey, it's just normal because everyone has that. But we really don't want to be feeling that way after we eat every time because usually it's your body's way of saying something's not agreeing with it. So I really paid attention to this. And, um, you know, for me, I was noticing uh, green lentils were giving me issues and red lentils weren't. What? Who knows why? I have no idea. But that was something I picked up on this winter. So really sitting down and noticing, okay, what is different? What did I eat that maybe was something that I normally don't? And how is my body um, feeling afterwards? So if I, for instance, have something that I know I don't usually, like if I have an indulgence, I really feel it. Like my stomach does not feel well after. And so I just ask myself, you know, I don't want to say anything's off limits. That's just not something I usually do. But if I know um, it's going to make me feel not so nice, I'm going to say, do I really want to feel that way after eating this? Typically, you're going to say, no, not really. So you're not going to eat it. So that's been my solution to, um, you know, kind of how to stave off some of that. The foods that really aren't great for me, like for instance, chips, Like sometimes if I overeat chips like that, it just sits in my stomach in like a rock and it feels heavy. So that's one way to say no to some of those cravings that um, normally I would have given into. The next one, um, watching my snacks in between meals. So this one is really, (laughs) this one is really hard for me because I'm a grazer. I love to just eat all day. And I've really had to transition and watch into eating my three meals and then having trying to have only one snack. So usually it will be between um, my lunch and my dinner. I will have a snack sometimes with my son and um, trying to stick to just that. Otherwise, I fall into the habit of eating all day long because that's kind of my go-to is just little meals, little meals, and it all really adds up. And then what happens is you never fully digest what you last ate. And again, your energy is a little bit lower. And I notice that in the days where I've been grazing all day long, I am now just kind of at more lethargic and I feel like I need a nap. So I really have been working on trying to keep that to a minimum as well to keep myself feeling the best that I can. And then finally, the last thing with changing the way that I eat is just planning what I want to eat. That one has been key as well. And not having to sit in the kitchen and wonder, okay, what should I have tonight? What am I going to prepare? If I write it down ahead of time and I grocery shop accordingly, I really have it all nailed down and that saves time and that saves, um, you know, especially with my son being now into the toddler stage, that saves him from throwing a fit because my husband sometimes is home, sometimes isn't because he works evenings and, um, you know, it's just me trying to keep him calm and make dinner. And so that's where I know if I don't have anything prepared, like it's going to be something really quick and easy on those nights because he will throw a fit if he's not eating by a certain time because he's used to that routine. And so that's helped me stay on a routine or want to stay on a routine um, to keep us both calm and to keep us both happy. So that is something else I would highly suggest, you know, one day a week, just sit down and map out your following week and how you can best serve yourself or if you have a family yourself and your family. So all of those have been really big game changers for me. Um, I no longer have those stomach issues where I just feel such intense pain because I overindulged in, say, peanut butter M&Ms. Like, I don't even buy those anymore because they really, they really did not make me feel well. 
Um, and I most of the time I choose not to eat ice cream just because, again, that just doesn't sit with me right. Um, and I've switched now because I did see that there are some almond milk-based ice cream. Uh, I did try some. Not my favorite taste, so I'll get back to you on if I find a good brand for that. But right now, the verdict's still up in the air. Or if you have a good brand for me for the almond milk ice cream, let me know because I'm trying to find something that maybe I can have because I do like, you know, on a hot summer day, you know, in the evening, having a nice little... I don't say I don't have a bowl. I usually put it in a cup, but like a mug of ice cream, that would be awesome. And then finally, like just knowing that I want to feel healthy, that really motivates me to make those changes that are going to affect my health, both in the present and in those future moments. And not only my health, but they're really affecting, you know, my son as well. So it's trying to transform the way he sees food and teach him how to set himself up for future health as well. So today I do have a challenge for you guys. I would like you guys to try to eat early lighter dinners for the upcoming week. So I want you guys to eat before 7 p.m. and either have a bowl of soup or have a salad. And then just notice how you feel the next morning and um, notice if you feel any different or maybe you have more energy and just take that into account and um, let me know over on Instagram at AndreaClausen21 how you felt and how your food relationship has maybe evolved throughout the years as well. All right, so everyone, I want you guys to go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclausen.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.